0: Bike Podcast, episode 31. Vort, we have a new coach. I didn't think it would happen this quick. I figured a few weeks, but uh, I have to say I'm pretty happy. What about you, man? I know you are too.
1: I am ecstatic. I already feel like we won phase one of the offseason, which was uh, getting the coach. I think both you and me were really, really nervous, to put it lightly, that Douglas is going to go with the known guy and bring in Doug Peterson, which I did not like. And uh, he already earned kind of my trust, my respect with the fact that he didn't know with the known commodity. He went with what he believed was the best coach for the situation. I love the choice. We'll get into it. But yeah, this feels like a win for the Jets, in my opinion.
0: I tell you, man, early in the week, you and me spoke when you texted me about Peterson, and then we, we had an email exchange with some of our other friends, and and I was despondent, I was really depressed because I'm thinking like, I had all this confidence in Joe Douglas, and here he is, the first chance he gets, he's gonna go and destroy my confidence in him, and well, he did the exact opposite. It's like, now I I love him even more because he didn't even interview the guy, he didn't even interview him, he didn't drag him in for an interview, make it look good, and then make a tough choice at it, but he never even gave it the shot, and to me, that is just huge. It is just huge. And you know, maybe Peterson would have been a good choice, but for me, I am sick and tired of the Jets being in the headlines for negative shit and the laughing stock. And if you would have brought that guy in here after he got fired, after the way his season ended in Philly, and just another guy that is is kind of you know leaving his job in disgrace, it would have been another public relations nightmare. And I wasn't ready for that.
1: I. to say that I was nervous scared you said the perfect word I was despondent I was heartbroken because we were looking at another coach who like you said who was a flame out yes uh, he won a Super Bowl but that shine wore off real quick and not only that the biggest thing that really bothered me about Peterson was the fact that we were getting another coach who just badly flamed out with a young quarterback he he failed to develop him the quarterback went downhill so th- th- and that was the exact opposite of what we wanted in our next coach we wanted somebody who is going to have the ability to lead who is going to win the locker room and hopefully develop a quarterback uh, so many new possibilities are now opening up in my mind of what is going to what who and what is going to happen with the jets as far as the quarterback the franchise in general but i'm ecstatic uh, i don't want to celebrate the- too much it's it's a coach N- nothing is guaranteed But I feel like this was a wonderful choice. And most importantly, it has me excited. And that's all I could ask for. This choice definitely has me excited.
0: Wow. Buffalo just picked off Lamar Jackson and ran it 100 yards for a touchdown. Wow. Wow. I oh, you know look at this. this is this is you know and the reason I'm going to leave this in I'm not going to edit this out is because this is what I'm looking forward to a freaking playoff game where stuff is exciting and and you and you 10 you know 10-3 at the end of the third quarter and then this happens i just miss this anyway i agree Hundred percent about all the stuff you said and and the Jets. It's it, you know you never know how it's going to work out, but for once they're taking the baby steps and the baby steps are going right. I mean they are they they you know the coach. I mean not the coach, the GM stuck through his plan. He let the Jets lose. You know they ended up winning a couple of games, but but he he stuck. He stayed the course. He got rid of Gase and now he hired a coach who, by all accounts, and this is you know we can start getting to some of the solid stuff now. By all accounts, this guy is. Is amazing. Everybody who has said anything about him has raved about him. And I can't think of one guy other than Peyton Manning, that piece of crap, who who said anything nice about Adam Gase when he got hired. But people, his former players, his his former boss, his coach, you know, Shanahan, they are going crazy about what a great coach this guy is. And you look at him, he's a leader. It's something, you know, you can say Rex was a leader, maybe you know he was a leader people liked him but but he was he, he never held anybody accountable it was like a country club we haven't had a yeah, true sure. guy that was a leader that everybody that everybody rallied around since herm edwards and he, he didn't work out but herm edwards was the last guy that was a leader that pe- that players really played for so you are talking now you know it, it's 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 funny to say it's been a decade or more it's, it's been 15 16 years since we've had a coach like this and he may not turn out to be anything but all the right moves have been made so far. And that is, you know, you, we, we talked about, you know, the, the our real season was starting now. So far, we're off to a 3-0 and start in, in a short
1: season. This this feels like a monumental win. Obviously, now we're going to start talking about what's going to happen with the quarterback, the draft, the free agencies, all of that stuff, all in due time. But this feels like uh, we want a huge season opener because we got it right. And I agree with you. This guy... He has no coaching experience. He might be a flame out. Who knows? But what I do know is even last offseason, his name was already floated. This is a guy that was in demand. This was a guy who has built a reputation, was li- was loved. Uh, everybody was saying that it's just a matter of time until he's a head coach. He has all the qualities. The players who played for him seem to have very positive feedback, and that's saying it lightly. So to get a guy like that, that uh, and this wasn't one of those... Uh, out-of-the-box hires where you were like, whoa, we didn't even see that coming. This was a guy that was on a short list of many, many teams. So th- th- it feels like a win to me. Uh, of course, immediately left the hire, I went and I started reading the good, the bad, and the ugly. I didn't find the ugly. I found a lot of the good, the fact that... Uh, His defense uh, is terrific. That's his forte. The bad that I found about him, and I was just trying to be nitpicky and find something negative about him just so I kind of don't oversell myself. And uh, the big thing about him is uh, the only negative downside that I read about him was, number one, is... uh, while he proved himself to be a good defensive coach, can he lead a franchise? And listen, you have to find out all of the assistants who are good enough eventually get that chance and have to walk through the fire to prove themselves. And the other thing is the couple of detractors said, listen, don't make him out to be this defensive guru. What he can do is he can coach talent, but when his talent got injured, he couldn't coach up guys who were below par and make them play above what uh, kind of their ceiling was. So that was the thing that the the knock on him is if you give him talent, he can succeed, he can put him in the right positions, he can put him in the right schemes. But if you give him subpar talent, he's not the guy that can make him better. But you know what? I believe that you can say that about a lot of successful coaches. At the end of the day, you can only do so much. Talent has to be there to win games.
0: I don't give a rat's ass about anything you just said because he's not there to coach the defense. He is there to be the leader of the team. He is there to hire the right guys to get the most out of the defense, and it's Douglas's job to get him the players. I want a guy who... Yeah. And and, I mean, look at the last few coaches we had. Adam Gase did nothing but stare into a freaking card through an entire game, no matter what was happening. Good stuff could be happening and he'd be staring at a card. Bad stuff could be happening. He'd be staring at a card. He never interacted with his players. Guy before him, Todd Bowles, <laughs> we used to post memes on Facebook of the score, you know, six three, and he'd have a blank expression on his face. Forty six to three, he'd have the same expression on his face. The guy before him, Rex Ryan, was was a lunatic, which I liked about him, but it was all false bravado with him. He wasn't a leader for both sides of the ball. You know, he he. He, he never held anybody accountable. He let them do what the hell they want. Before that, we had freaking Mangini, who was another guy with no personality. So we're talking now a solid, almost a solid generation since we've had a guy like this who, you know, and maybe he turns out to be Rex. But from what it appears, he motivates players to play better. He holds them accountable, and they, and they, and they love him. And he's animated, and he's going to be in these players' faces communicating with them. We have not seen that. If you want to say Rex Fine, we have not seen that in six or seven years. So that's the part I care about is that he is supposedly a coach for both sides. He was a tight end in college, so it's not like he doesn't know offense. So, so yeah, he's a defensive coordinator, but he was a tight end on uh, on a on a at a high level, so he knows offense. I want the guy to be a leader who's going to control everything. I want him to manage the clock correctly. I want him to make good use of timeouts. I want him to make good use of challenges. I want him to go for it on fourth and one in the right spots. That's what I want him to do. I don't give a shit if he can make the defense better. Let his defensive coordinator, whoever that's going to be, do it.
1: I mean, unfortunately, it's become all too common when a defensive coach becomes a head coach. He still wants to have a big input on the defense. When an offensive coach gets a head coaching gig, he wants to have major input on the offense. But what I will say is the rave reviews he's getting from the players he just left behind, that gives me comfort. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight because literally there was no negativity. Not only that, I mean, just rave positive reviews from the guys he just left behind in San Francisco so that that gives me comfort that and on the looks of it if you just look at the guy he looks like a navy seal he looks like he was born to lead again looks don't mean shit in this business but you look at the guy you put him on a poster like that's a navy seal commercial like come join me i will lead he has that face can he back it up i sure should hope so but again i have to go by what we have and what we have right now is a coach that makes me excited
0: very excited about him because his name is Robert. He's bald and he's Lebanese. <laughs> what more could I ask for for, for a coach of my favorite I football team that is a safety on that oh, in the play? Uh, yeah. So the Bills now are turning it on. It's 17 3. And I think they either just killed Lamar Jackson or got a safety out of it. I'm not sure which one, but he looks dead. Wow. So I probably should have done now, this after the game, but I'm leaving this all in here because this, this is going to be us listen, in a couple of years, man. This uh, is going to be us in football a couple fans.
1: of years. We are football fans. We are diehard Jet fans, but we are football fans. And uh, Lamar Jackson is proving that uh, he, 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 while he finally got a playoff win under his belt, he still has to show that he can be that dynamic playoff winning quarterback. Uh, something like Pat Mahomes was able to do. Jackson is now failing on that front again. Speaking of quarterbacks, As soon as uh, the Jets announced their new coach, three possibilities entered my mind. Number one, because he's not some offensive genius or at least doesn't have the reputation of offensive genius. And those are the guys that typically always want their own QB. Possibility number one, he says, I'm going to give Donald a shot. Uh, We're going to scheme around his strength. We're going to, I believe he can, we can make this work with Sam Darnold, or at least give him an honest look at an opportunity. That's option number one. Option number two, the option for which I would cut off my right testicle and sign up for it in a heartbeat, is we trade the number two pick for Deshaun Watson, if that's somehow in the cards. Please, sports gods, let that happen. To me, between the coaching hire and landing Deshaun Watson, I think I'm gonna die before the regular season even starts the more realistic possibility that I'm going to predict is we're going to end up in a fight with New England Patriots for the services of one Jimmy Garoppolo. Don't know how I feel about him. I, I think he's a winner. There has been some question marks about him. Wouldn't be too disappointed with him. I guess there are some question marks about his uh, arm strength, stuff like that. But uh, wouldn't be too disappointed. Wouldn't be too over the moon excited like we got a Trevor Lawrence, like we got a Deshaun Watson. That would be my number one, number two and number three choice. But those are the three options I see. I don't see. I, I kind of think that uh, those are the three options. Uh, Watson being just me wishful thinking, but I'll put it in there because they have a terrific bargaining chip with the number two pick. But I think the Jets quarterback battle in the offseason comes down to do they believe they can give Darnold another year or can they get Garoppolo, who I believe will not be at the 49ers next season?
0: Well, all right. I mean, I. Your possibilities are all kind of intertwined with whether they keep Donald or not. And, you know, those can all happen even if they keep Donald. Because it's basically come to this with Sam Donald, okay? He had a bad enough year. And I don't know if we spoke about this, but Sam Donald was ranked 33rd in quarter, of all quarterbacks. There's only 32 teams in the league, you know? You know who else was ahead of him? His own backup. So
1: That's Sam Donald
0: did not... Yeah, it's unbelievable. But Sam Darnold did not do very much to make himself a valuable commodity this year. So the Jets, it has come down to this for the Jets. They will either keep Sam Darnold and let him play out his contract, which any of those other possibilities that you mentioned could happen. Signing a vet is definitely in the cards. There's no doubt that the Jets will sign a vet unless they trade for Watson and then basically Donald is the vet, you know? So, um, they will probably let him play his contract out. The other option is to trade him for whatever they can get during the offseason, but I don't see it being a very high pick. And I think if you keep Donald around, it allows you not to make a decision on a quarterback immediately. Now, the two big things are that option for Donald, which they are not going to exercise that option. So he's basically playing as a lame duck this year, and if he does well, then they can try and sign him, or he's going to go somewhere else. Or if he doesn't do well, he's just going to go sign somewhere as a, as a backup on another team. The other big, big factor is whether or not, whether it's Douglas, Salah, all of them combined. And let me just go on an aside for a second here. I have to believe that the Jets would not have hired Salah if he did not have the same vision and and <clears throat> and uh, present himself on the same page as Douglas. So Agreed. when I Agreed. say all this, yeah, when I say all this stuff, I am going to assume that that this is all of them. So I'm not going to try and make a distinction between coach and GM. They're all on the same page. If any love for a quarterback exists, whether it's Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or trading back for one of the other guys, then the Jets will draft the quarterback and Darnold will compete for the job and probably walk away. If they do not love any of these quarterbacks, then any of this other stuff is in play, including possibly putting together a package for Watson, uh, signing, you know, like when when I've been saying vet all this time, I'm thinking old, an older vet who, wanted who's basically going to be there to caretake the job. but you got you know the Mariotas and the Winstons and of course Garoppolo. Who could who could turn into something they're young enough to still be something so i think that is another possibility as well uh, i don't think any of those things have anything to do with what they'll do with donald because they either get something very small for him in the offseason or they're gonna or they're gonna basically let him play out his contract hopefully you know if he if for whatever reason he's the starter you know and he plays well they can get a they can get a higher pick for him before the trade deadline than they're getting than they would get for him now so i don't know now let's talk a little bit about watson okay my 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 qualms about him are, are that he's got a huge cap number and that it would cost a ton of picks and then we're stuck not being able to put players around him however if you're talking only one or two first round picks you know if you can get him for let's say that number 2 pick and seattle's pick next year you know, and it still leave yourself a one a first round pick, and then maybe a couple of other picks, a second or whatever. Then I am all for it because they can always restructure his contract to make him more cap friendly. If you get me a twenty five year old Deshaun Watson who hasn't even entered his prime yet, and all it costs me is a couple of draft picks, and still leaves me the ability to build around him, I am all over that because I love Deshaun Watson. He's a great quarterback, and he probably get better. So it, all of this depends on on what happens, but you know, the central part of it is Darnold is not going anywhere, I don't think. I, unless they unless they can get a third round for him from somebody, I don't see anybody doing it. Uh, or whether or not they love one of these quarterbacks. And if they do, then they probably won't trade all of that for Watson. They'll probably build around this guy and do what they have to do. So that's, that's pretty much what it's come down to with the Jets. Uh,
1: I see it slightly different on one front. If the Jets do identify a quarterback at two that they that they are willing to invest in and make that their franchise quarterback i have a name for you who's going to be the jet starter next season it's flacco i think even if they have to overpay him on a one-year deal they pretty much will almost guarantee him almost guarantee him a starting job for a year where where he can audition audition and put together a tape for other teams uh where he can go after that one season that allows them to sit the rookie sit behind a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, somebody with experience, and uh, that kind of is a win-win for Flacco because he gets the reps, he gets to put a tape together to hopefully prolong his career after that one year, and the Jets get to groom a rookie instead of rushing him into service and kind of uh, give him time to develop. He'll get a few live snaps at the end of the season, maybe uh, a couple of blowout games here and there. Uh, Almost the way uh, Eli Manning was uh, brought in uh, to play behind kurt warner and uh, he was able to buy his time that's the only not the only but that's a possibility that i see otherwise um you either go go all in on watson and obviously by all in i mean uh, he's gonna be a hefty price but the, like you I do not want to. I'm not talking about a Ricky Williams type trade. I'm not talking about a Herschel Walker type trade where you give up all your assets for the next couple of years. You need to have flexibility to put talent around Deshaun Watson. So I agree with that. Um, and the other option is a Garoppolo, which is uh, we'll see how, where, and how that might go. Otherwise, uh, Darnold stays. If any of those possibilities do happen, basically I'm saying. If any of the possibilities that I just discussed happen, Donald is not on the team. Whether they just cut him loose, whether they trade him for a seventh round pick, there is no way they enter the season but Sam Donald is one of the guys competing for the starting job. He's either basically the guy, unless he really implodes in the, and just completely self-destructs, which I wouldn't put past him. But I think that decision is gonna be made before we even enter training camp where it's kind of Sam Donald's job to lose, or Sam, we're not even putting you in a situation where you're competing for the starting job. All it's going to be is it's going to be a mess in the media. It might be a mess in the locker room. Good luck to you. Thanks for your couple of years. Best of luck out the door. You go. See, I, I, I see, I disagree with that. I think
0: they, Darnold, for business reasons, will be on the team. I don't think they're going to cut him. They, I don't think there's any chance they do that. I think his cap hit would be big, and I, I don't think they're going to trade him. For a fifth, sixth, seventh rounder like that, I think they would, you know, you know, maybe I'm not going to say they they won't, but maybe they'll take a fifth rounder for him, something like that. But it's going to depend on what they feel about the quarterbacks coming out and the quarterbacks that are free agents because the, the opportunity exists for some of these guys. I mean, Garoppolo, Mariota, Winston, I, I don't remember who else is out there, but there are some guys who failed in their first shot, are still fairly young. Well, how old is Mariota? 28? I guess him and Winston came out at the same time. So they came out in 2015. So 2014? Whichever. They, so, they're five, so they're probably 27, 28 years old. Garoppolo can't be that much older than that. I know he played a few years with the Patriots as a backup, so they're all under 30. So if any of those guys are looked at as someone who can quarterback for the next two to three years, then I think they bring him in here and they let him compete with Donald. And then whatever happens, you know, maybe they trade Donald for a bag of balls or they let Donald play his contract out and he leaves. If they love any of these rookie quarterbacks, that's when I think the Jets will do what they can to get Donald out. I really do. I don't know about Flacco being much of an option. If they keep Flacco, then that tells me that they that they're drafting a quarterback because Flacco is going to have to be a caretaker for a quarterback. He's not he's not going to be your guy. You're not going to have Flacco in there as a starter. He's 36 years old now. Yeah, I don't see them giving him the job for the year. I think either a guy that they sign or trade for with Deshaun Watson or or Darnold will be the starter with a rookie behind him and it puts some pressure on Darnold. I don't see Flacco as the guy unless unless they draft the rookie and, then, and let Darnold go. And I know I'm all over the place but there's a lot of possibilities but the bottom line for me is that they're definitely not exercising Darnold's option and I don't think they're going to trade him unless they can convince somebody to give him a fourth or better because I don't think right now that anybody
1: would give the Jets a, even a
0: fourth, to be honest with you. I mean, think about it, right? I no, absolutely, another-
1: absolutely agree with you that he's, uh, you're reaching if you're hoping to get a fifth.
0: Yeah. You have to see these guys on Facebook who are convinced the Jets are going to get a second and a third form. And I'm like, based on what? What makes you think anybody would give us a second or a third? Look at these failed quarterbacks around the league where we look at them and say, oh, my God, that guy's terrible. That's how they look at Darnold. You know, they're not looking at Donald as like, hey, he's a project. We can fix him. And if they are, they're not going to overpay for him. They're going to wait until the Jets are forced to leave to let him go. There is not going to be a bidding war for Donald now. They are more than happy to let the Jets either let him go and him as a free agent for nothing next year or they'll trade a fifth round pick for him in the middle of the season because you know it's as a lame duck where where they where they um you know where his contract's expiring nobody's going to pay a lot and the jets won't expect to get a lot so there is no way these teams are lining up to to create a bidding war for Sam there's, there's nobody
1: knocking on a jets door and frankly if you and me start if, if we were to pull up the names of free agent quarterbacks over the top of my head I know I'd like to think that I know, but Marietta, Winston, those guys will be in higher demand. He doesn't even belong in the same conversation as Watson. And frankly, somebody who is looking for a short-term solution might take somebody like Flacco. This guy is on no—he's not on top of anybody's list. Somebody might take him on as a project. Somebody like a Gruden, who likes to rehabilitate quarterbacks, might take him to be a backup. Nobody sees him as a solution to their immediate need a quarterback he's a project that's what he's viewed on, and the project that's on shaky ground at best um, now the one thing that i agree with you wholeheartedly is if flacco stays that's basically the jets putting uh they're playing poker with and they flipped their hand before uh, before the flop they're saying we are drafting a quarterback for sure and we're going to keep a, a veteran as a caretaker of the position somebody who can also be a coach slash help us groom the young guy who might not be a sure bet but we sure as hell believe in him because we're drafting him at two so yes if flacco remains a jet which i believe is almost i don't want to say almost a given but it's a high probability if the jets go with a rookie at number two they identify somebody that uh, they really believe is the guy I think Flacco is not a bad option. And again, I think it's a win-win for both. For the Jets, it allows them not to rush the rookie and properly have somebody who has been there done that. I mean, what can you ask? Can you ask for better than somebody who's won a Super Bowl to groom you for one year? Even though I've never been a huge fan of Joe Flacco, the guy did win a Super Bowl. He's been a starter for a long time in the league. So that's that's I mean, that's something. That's already something to hang your hat on. See, you, you made a poker analogy. Now, I now
0: that I think about this, I don't think the Jets would sign Flacco before the draft because if it does give their position away, that takes away all of their leverage. Unless, of course, they are so sold on a guy that they don't care about leverage. But the Jets have so much leverage with that second pick because there's no clear-cut guy there. There's Sewell. There's, you know, you know i got Devontae Smith creeping into the conversation now. You have... Of course, a quarterback. You have several guys that can go there, and if the Jets will, if the Jets play up Sam Donald like they love him and they want to keep him, and they're not taking a quarterback, then you're going, they're going to get a lot of interest there from someone who might want somebody. Now, of course, if the Jets do love Fields or they do love Zach Wilson and they sign Flacco, then we know that they're taking one of those guys. But. I don't. I don't know that they want to tip their hand that early because I. I. I you know, this is just a, a pure guess. I obviously have no inside knowledge, but I don't think the Jets love any of the guys coming out. I, I. I don't. You know, there's no way for me to have gotten that sense. I just. I don't feel they do. And if they don't, then they are probably not going to tip their hand early by signing Flacco because, as we both agree, if you sign Flacco, then then there's there's no. You know, it, he's not there to be. Uh, your 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 long-term guy, so he's clearly there as a short-term solution, and that means that you need somebody who is who is not a short-term solution to be behind him.
1: You know? you so know, if, if if you were drafting five, six, seven, eight, I can see your point of not tipping your hand early. but the bottom line is when you're going into the draft drafting number two and number one is as given as can be in years, we're all gonna know. Uh, I, I sure as shit hope that when the, the commissioner announces the jets are on the clock, at number two, the Jets are going to be. The decision is going to be would have been Trading made a long value. time ago, but meaning right. uh, that decision would have been made. It's not like when he announces the the number one pick is Trevor Lawrence, the Jets are suddenly scrambling. Shit, shit! What are shit, we going do? to do now? <laughs> right. So I, I sure. So to me, it's not as much. It's it's not a concern to me that they're going to give away their stance, That they're going to show their hand. It doesn't matter. Going into that draft, they're going to know damn well, and I hope they're going to know in the next couple of weeks what their move is.
0: Well, I think they have an idea of what their move is now, but you still have the combine. You you know, And, and obviously what the Jets do in free agency will tell you a little bit too, but the combine is going to tell a lot. There's pro days. There's all these different things that interviewing these players and talking to them. So I think the Jets have a general idea, but I don't think they will have any... You know, until I guess when is when is when is the uh, when is the combine March, right? Yeah, it's got to be March. So. so I believe so. Yeah, so I don't think the Jets will will sit down and have an actual strategy in place until after that. So they've got another month or two of doing this, just like we do. And yeah, I I hope they trade the pick. I really do. I don't know that any of these guys are are the guy and if they think that it is then then that's great but i do not want them drafting a quarterback just for the sake of drafting a quarterback no, i not really absolutely don't. not absolutely and, not. And, and there's a lot of teams that would do that because you're in a tough position you haven't had a quarterback in all these years your latest one is failing i, I really hope they don't do that so i'm hoping that they will if they love a guy and they see he's the guy, then you go for it. If not, then they tr- they trade that pick. I don't see any reason for them to make that pick at number two if they can stay in the top few picks and and get another couple of picks out of it. That's just me.
1: So, in conclusion, is it safe to say that with all the possibilities, we just and again, these are we're just spitballing. We have no inside knowledge. We're just talking as fans. We're excited. Is it safe to say that the just the mere fact that we didn't go with Peterson and. On top of that, that we did get a guy who we're both excited about as a head coach. Can I speak for both of us and say that the offseason is off to an exciting start? Uh, we cleared hurdle number one, which is getting a coach that uh, gives us hope, gives us a possibility, allows us to dream. And the offseason just got a lot more exciting. Now we're going to wait and see what's going to happen with the quarterback, what's going to happen with the draft but i'm excited and i just can't wait what the next move is going to be um but i'm sure shit's going to be following with a lot more excitement than i would have been if the next head coach of the jets was presented as Doug Peterson <laughs>
0: well you won't get an argument from me i uh, you know i said we were off to a 3 and 0 start so this is this is a great off season so far we have hope for the first time in and I don't know how long. I mean, I know we didn't have hope with Gase. I, I'm trying to remember. I liked the Bulls, so I had a little bit of hope with him. But that you know, when when Bulls got hired, Mcagnan had just gotten hired, and it was that whole stupid they report to the to the owner separately thing. So there was always that little sense of unease. So I can't remember the last time I was excited about the Jets' direction because even Rex. You know, the first thing the guy came in and started talking about we're gonna win a Super Bowl, I never liked that about Rex. So many guys do. I think there's a way to be to to have confidence and and inspire people without talking shit and, and putting bulletin board of, and, you know, putting bill bulletin board fodder out there. And some people will downplay that and say, Oh, they all have to play the game. But there's way too many times when you talk shit about someone, they, they, they play that much harder to kick your ass, you know, and he had a target on guys' backs all the time. So I, I can't, have, you know, all of that, I'm, I'm off on a tangent, but I am super excited about the direction the jets are headed. And, uh, you know, if Douglas is as real a deal as he appears to be. Then maybe we get to where we want to be. As I watched my, 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 man crushed adam aaron Rodgers, who i've been saying all along i want to i want the jets to be like as i watch him have another monster game today and headed to a championship game again that's uh you know hopefully hopefully douglas and sala can get us there man
1: i hope so and now i can't wait for the next few podcasts where we're going to be monday morning quarterbacks i'm going to be reading every possible rumor mill as far as the direction of the jets potential draft and free agency and uh, i can't wait to discuss them with you in the next few weeks to go
0: Hell yeah! And if you remember, we were doing the radio show when Darnold got drafted, and we were taking we were making our predictions, you know, about where Barkley
1: would go and whether
0: this team would trade or that team would trade. So we will have some fun with this one, just like we
1: did then. I'm looking forward to it. Damn, I'm excited. We got a head coach, and there's more fun to come. I got nothing yeah. else for this week. I just wanted to enjoy and bask in the glow of the coach we're happy with. Okay. Team S, Jets, Jets, Jets! Jets, Jets. Jets. <laughs> and that's what I got for this week. Alright, later boy. Later.